Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila, and today is going to be a little bit more of a different episode. It's going to be a shorter episode, but we're going to break it down and talk about everything postseason wildcard related. So as we know, the first few games of the postseason start tomorrow, Friday, October 7th, aka probably the best day ever, the start of literally the best month. Like, come on, I'm so excited for postseason baseball. I already expressed this in my last episode. You guys are probably tired of hearing it from me, but I will never stop talking about how much I love October baseball. So much fun. Okay, anyways, postseason starts tomorrow, and the first few games are the wild card games, which look a little different this year. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about my predictions, um, kind of who's in it and what to know about each team. And then at the end, we're going to go through my full postseason bracket. And then by the end of the season, we'll see where I kind of stand on that. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first off, let's talk about how different the postseason wildcard games are going to look this year. So if you guys don't remember last year, it was just one game that two teams would play in the wild card and whoever wins moves on, whoever loses is out of the playoffs. So that was a very controversial way of having the wild card game, I would say. Like a lot of people didn't like that because it was like you play your whole entire season to get to the spot and it's gone in one game. That's what people thought was like unfair and like how the NLCS or the um, and LDS is more than one game. So that's like un- probably one reason why now they're making it multiple games. Um, but yeah, so things like that, a lot of people just didn't like that. I personally liked it on the aspects of it was like fun. Like you had to watch that game because the winner moved on, right? So it was like a must watch game. Now it's like the first game might not get a lot of views just because you still have game two and three but still, it means more baseball. I'm all for it. So if I haven't said already, the wildcard series will be a three-game series instead of a one-game series. So best out of three, that's whoever moves on. And yeah, so that starts tomorrow and it'll be four games on Friday. It would be the Phillies versus the Cardinals the Rays versus the Guardians, the Padres versus the Mets, and the Mariners versus the Blue Jays. So they all start tomorrow, kind of in earlier time zones. If you're in the central time zone like me, um, around 11-ish, I think the latest game starts at 1. So definitely in that mid-afternoon kind of area, but those are the first games of the postseason for October. So definitely watch those. Stay tuned into those. They'll be on ESPN and ABC tomorrow, so make sure to watch those because although it's not really deciding who gets to move on, who is booted out, it still is pretty exciting because teams are going to have probably their best pitchers up to start. So let's dive into each team, each series, my takes, what's going on. So first of all, let's start off with the Phillies and Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to take the series. Now, here's the thing. I have reasons backing up all of my um, predictions, so we're going to get into those. Basically, I think that the Cardinals 
brought a new and different like energy to baseball this year like in their division and more like no one expected the Cardinals to be what they are now I believe like yeah like they had good players I mean Arenado obviously Goldschmidt but nobody expected Paul Goldschmidt to be like the player he is right now like he's older in baseball years and my guy's having like a MVP year like he is doing phenomenal this season so I think the Cardinals are just such an underrated unexpected team that's good like I feel like when you hear about the Cardinals it's like oh yeah the Cardinals are good but it's like no they're not just good they're great and that's not even discussing like Albert Pujols what a major season he's had this year like no one expected him to have a good season this year as well Yadier Molina yes he's been injured hasn't played a lot of games but still he's a top backstop behind home plate um you got other guys newer guys newt bar um tommy edmund who contribute so much to the team and then not even talking about the mound i mean obviously adam wainwright but you also have other younger pitchers who contribute to that team as well so i think the biggest thing for this cardinals team and what's going to work out for them is just their team mentality, the energy that they're bringing. They know that this is Albert Pujols' last year, so I feel like that kind of provides a source of fuel and energy to the team, but nonetheless, I mean, they're still performing like they did in years past. This year, they're just better, apparently. I mean, that's what why they're in the playoffs in the first place, but yeah, just the consistency they've had the whole season, um, being neck and neck with the Brewers towards the first half and then ultimately taking it from them even prior to the All-Star break, and they really had that secured going the whole way up until now, so just the consistency they've had this whole entire season has really shown, and then just having that good ERA. I mean, their pitching has been outstanding this season, like a total of 3.79 as a team for their earned run average amongst pitchers, and they just have a good home record as well. They're playing at home, already an advantage, and the energy at Bush Stadium, let me tell you, is immaculate. I've been there once, and it was such a good game. Like, I mean, besides the baseball aspect of it, the ballpark is so pretty, getting to see the arch from your seat um, and just the whole entire atmosphere I love and outside the stadium as well. Like, that's just a whole different experience. I feel like I haven't been to any other Major League Baseball park that has that. Like, all the um, stores around Bush Stadium, the places to eat, it's just like a community around Bush Stadium and I feel like that provides such a good energy, obviously the home team gets the advantage, but at the end of the day, their home record is 53 and 28. That's one of the highest in Major League Baseball, so obviously, it's going to come to an advantage for them, and I just think that, I mean, this is the last run for most of their guys, most of their veteran guys, and they're going to play like there's no tomorrow every single day of that three-game series, and just, I just feel like they're going to be the better team in this matchup. The Phillies, they're a really good ball club too, but we saw towards the end, they're struggling a little bit. They played the Cubs and they got swept and then played the Nationals and did well over there, but then they went to Houston, obviously clinched, but still lost two of three. So I think towards the end of the season, we saw this Phillies team kind of decline, obviously with the major injuries they had and 
as well as their hitters not performing as well. We know that the Phillies are notorious for their bad defense, which was obviously an issue this season once again, but the hitting is usually the opposite. They have power guys like Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, obviously, um, a couple more guys, and I feel like it was the puzzle pieces didn't correctly align for them towards the end of the season and unfortunately brought them to a position where they were fighting for a wild card spot and got the very last wild card spot too and I think as we saw in the beginning of the season that shouldn't have been the case so as we move on I kind of feel like this Phillies team is deteriorating in a way um and against a ball club who's been consistent for pretty much the whole entire season it might be hard to win the wild card series just for the fact that it's just been such an inconsistent route with the Phillies and its recent downfall. I mean, yes, they still have a good record of 87 and 75 above 500, obviously, but they were one of those teams who just made it. If the playoffs weren't extended this year, they wouldn't be in it. And they wouldn't have been a really good ball club, but they're 14 games behind the Braves and both the Mets this season, third in their division. Obviously, the NL East is a tough division to be in, but at the same time, I feel like you have the guys, uh, Nola, obviously, Wheeler, your pitching's good, supposed to be good, Bat, your hitters are supposed to be good as well, and it just hasn't really connected for them this year. Schwarber, who had an amazing first half of the season, hitting bombs, almost every other game and now it's brought to a point where we don't even know if he's playing every single game so just things like that haven't really worked out in favor for the Phillies therefore I believe the Cardinals are just going to take this series just because like I said it all comes down to consistency with this ball club so those two matchups those are my predictions at the end of the day I think the Cardinals are going to move on and win the series moving on to the Rays versus the Guardians this is a little odd a little bit different only because those two ball clubs are probably like one of the worst offensively hitting wise in the postseason they're the worst I'm not in the whole entire you know league but amongst other playoff teams the two worst ones and I still think it's obviously going to be a good game but the strength when it comes to these two teams has been pitching. Obviously, the Rays with Glasnow and also McClanahan, and then for the Indians, Shane Bieber, who's just been a stud, as well as Tristan McKenzie, who's been good as of lately. So really, the thing to watch during the Rays versus Guardians series would be the pitching, um, just because of the strong clubs that they have. So I think that the Guardians are going to take this series. The Guardians have been such a sneaky team this season. They have a lot of young guys. We got Stephen Kwan, but then you got some guys who've been on the team for a while, Jose Ramirez obviously being one of them. And I think that the mix of guys who've just been called up this year or maybe first-year guys and a couple, by a couple I mean like two or three older veteran guys who've been on the team for a while, has been such a good combination for them that I think that they can make this work. I mean, they're so underrated. Obviously, in the vision they're being in, it's hard to be proclaimed a really, really good team. But at the end of the day, they perform well, they play well. And even looking at 
the teams that they played against, you know, even the harder teams that they have been playing against, they're, they're still winning these games. So I think with the Guardians, it's just going to be a matter of smart baseball, and that's what they've been playing this whole entire season. They play smart baseball because of Terry Francona, who's been just one of the best managers in our era, and I just think that that's what's going to get them far enough into the postseason. I honestly won't be surprised if they don't stop at the wild card. They win the wild card. I think they can go beyond 92-70 and 70 record this season. Obviously, the AL Central wasn't a big contender with the White Sox falling behind later in the season. Um, so there wasn't much talk of the Guardians, but at the same time, they are a team that you have to pay attention to being one of these younger ball clubs and one of the smarter ball clubs. So those are a little bit of the reasons why I believe like the Guardians are just going to take this series. The Rays, on the other hand, have been good this year. Obviously, like I said, the pitching has just been phenomenal for them. But at the same time, being in the division of the AL East, they're 13, 13 games behind the Yankees. Um, we've seen them in years past how they play. And during the postseason, it's usually a different picture than what we see during the regular season. So there's really nothing to see offensively wise with the Rays. I mean, they got some guys who were who have been traded in recent years. Kevin Kiermaier, who hasn't been present for much of this season, as well as their other young hitters who aren't really performing. And the only thing that they have going for them is the pitching. And with that, Tyler Glass now, who's supposed to come back this week, just this week so he hasn't gotten in the reps yet he hasn't gotten in the start so it's just going to be a little bit more of a struggle with this race team and ultimately I feel like not that they're lucky to be here but they have to take full authority of this chance that they have Randy Rosarena a guy who's just been incredible for his whole entire career can't be the one who carries your team, if that makes sense. So the Guardians, at the end of the day, go 4-2 and two in the regular season with them. Um, so I think this might just be a battle of the pitchers. Like I said, Shane Bieber for the Guardians and then Shane McClanahan for the Rays. Um, so that's going to be really exciting to see, though, just to see how those two guys perform against these ball clubs who do struggle a little bit more on the offensive side. So... That is what I think for the Guardians and Rays series. Moving on to the Padres and Mets, which I think is probably going to be the most exciting one yet. This, These are just two fun ball clubs who hold so much confidence in themselves. I'm maybe a little bit cocky at times, but they just have the ego. The ego is super high for both of these teams, and it's going to be super fun to watch. So, my take, I have to go. I was undecided, to be honest, but I think I have to go Mets. And this may be a deal breaker to some just because of how the Mets have been playing as of recently, um, being swept up off the Cubs, um, and then just losing the NLE spot to the Braves, ultimately couldn't clinch. So... 
it's a little bit of a controversial thing, but at the end of the day, I feel like New York shows up and shows out. They're there when you need them. They haven't been to the postseason in a while, and I feel like now that they're in it, they're going to take full advantage of it just because that's a mentality that they have, and they'll bring the party, and they'll have fun with it, and I think once they start to get on their groove, they're going to start going and going, and you're not going to be able to stop the New York Mets, let me tell you. So, Although San Diego goes 4-2 and two in six games with the Mets in the regular season, I ultimately think that the stronger team here is the Mets. None other than their pitching. Yes, we have DeGrom, Bassett, um, Scherzer, the trio, the main three. Obviously, Edwin Diaz closing, but they also have the guys offensive-wise. Guys like Pete Alonso, who obviously is a monster, and then Francisco Lindor, both on the offense and defensive side, and then Jeff McNeil putting great numbers up this season, and then that's not even talking about Starling Marte, like Luis Guillorme, Brandon Nimmo, all of these guys that you have on your team, and they make the team stronger, and I feel like with the Padres, obviously Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, you know, pitching-wise, like, they have Joe Musgrove, um, and then Kim Ha-sung in the infield has been just such an athletic piece for them. It's almost like a toy box of misfit toys, if that makes sense. It just doesn't fit well as a team. I love Juan Soto, and him on the Padres is going to put this whole new perspective into baseball, which I love. But at the same time, I feel as if the stronger team, the people who really work together more and ultimately come up as a win together is the New York Mets. And maybe that's because they've been having more playing time together. Um, and then on the Padres side, it's a little bit of a newer environment. And the division that they play in isn't easy as well. But at the same time, I feel like the Mets have the stronger team here and ultimately the pitchers are just a lot better I mean of course the Padres have Blake Snell you Darvish Joe Musgrove like I said but the quality starts that these guys put up is almost like a hit or miss like you have your you Darvish who go seven shutout but then the next time he starts you know there's runs being scored in the second inning like astronomically so just things like that again it's all about the consistency not that the Mets have had much of that, but I almost feel as if they're more certain about the outcome of how their games are going to turn out, whether than being like indecisive with the Padres, I feel like you never really know what you're going to get. So therefore, I feel like the Mets are going to take this series. It's going to be really fun to watch though. These really good pitchers go up against each other as well as really good and famous hitters. Um, I just think it's going to be like a hit show with um, Pete Alonso and Juan Soto. It's going to be super fun to watch. Those are my predictions for those first three games. And then moving on, we have the Mariners and the Blue Jays, which is the final game of the wildcard series or the final teams who are playing. And this one I wanted to save for last because I have a lot of explaining to do. So... Obviously, I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners just because they've been my team and it's such a storybook outline that they have. Like, it's such a storybook moment 
that I feel like I cannot take it away from them. And I feel like a lot of people are more on the Mariners side just out of the way that things have played like played out this whole entire season. But realistically, the Blue Jays are a really strong team, obviously, with George Springer, the addition of Matt Chapman, obviously Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, on the pitching side, Jose Barrios, and then pitching Alex Manoa as well. Um, and then also having Alejandro Kirk, who provides a great backstop, and then Bo Bichette, obviously. So they have more of the name guys and more of the guys who are really, really good on paper. And I don't doubt them for a single second that they're going to put on a show in these three games. But I feel like... I feel like the younger guys are might take advantage of it more just because they've it's their first time here and the energy like I I think they already have the mentality that like this is a world series win for them just for ending the drought but I think they are like so hungry for more and they want to experience it to the extent so that's why I think like the Mariners have a strong chance and I feel like people are doubting them more than they should be in a way like I get it there may not be the strongest team compared to some other teams but at the same time when it comes to determination I feel like they have it and then with the Blue Jays obviously good hitters good pitchers but at the end of the day I feel like when it comes to down to like who wants it more it's gonna be the Mariners so it's gonna be fun to see how this plays out obviously going to be another good game to watch just because both teams have so many good players. I mean, Adam Frazier going over to the Mariners as well as Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez, Luis Castillo on the bump, guys like that who are just provide such a different mentality for this Mariners team than what it was before. So that's my take on that game, which concludes all of my wild card predictions. And now moving on to the bigger picture, I have my postseason bracket predictions. So let's start off. I'm going to go fast. I'm probably going to post this on Twitter too, just so you guys can have a visual. If you don't already follow me on Twitter, please go ahead and do. It's Alexandra underscore A1020. Um, And then I tweet a lot of baseball content on there, obviously, but I'll post a picture of that on there just for a visual, but let's go through it really fast. So, Tampa Bay versus Cleveland. Like I said, I think the Guardians are going to take it all. I'm going Guardians on that one. Seattle Blue Jays, like I said, Mariners all the way. Phillies, Cardinals, Cardinals. Mets, Padres, Mets. Okay, moving on to the ALDS. It's going to be hard. Yankees and Guardians, I gotta go Yankees. I mean, come on, right? And then Astros, Mariners, I'm going Astros, they have experience, I know I said that the Mariners are hungry for more, but I just believe that when it comes down to it, maybe experience beats determination. I hope they prove me wrong, I really hope they do. Anyways, Mariners and Astros, I'm taking the Astros, and then the Cardinals and the Braves, I gotta go with the World Series champions, I mean, come on. The Braves are going to win that one. And then the Mets and the Dodgers, which is going to be a really good series. I'm going Dodgers. Obviously, best team in the league this year during the regular season. It it seems like the obvious choice. 
Okay, then we got the Yankees and the Astros, which is something we've seen before. It's going to be exciting if that really happens again, and then those two teams face each other, but I'm going, it's so hard, but I gotta go Yankees because this team is different. I know Yankees always crash in the playoffs, but at the same time, I feel like this team is so different, not just because Aaron Judge is just breaking so many records right now and the hitters are doing good and Anthony Rizzo is coaching and everything seems like rainbows and butterflies are calling up prospects, things like that. I just think that this team is different than in years past and they obviously know how past years have worked out for them but this year it just feels as if it's a whole entire different team even though it's not and some of these players have been on the team for a while now like Aaron Hicks obviously but I think that the mentality is different this year I think they can pull it over the Astros but it's gonna be close it's gonna be close and then Braves and Dodgers I gotta go Dodgers, and then ultimately World Series, Yankees and Dodgers, that would be the best case scenario, that would be the ultimate most expensive ball club slash most interesting slash most exciting World Series matchup ever. Ultimately, your 2022 World Series champions are going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. The team that they have this year, I mean, obviously, like, you can always say, oh, well, it's the Dodgers. They're always good. The Dodgers, you know, bandwagon, blah, blah. Whatever you can say about the Dodgers, go ahead and say it, but you know it's true. The fact that this team has just been so successful in years past has obviously contributed to the now, but I feel like guys have really stepped up this year. Trey Turner putting on a show, Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, the addition of Freddie Freeman, closers Craig Kimbrell, Chris Martin. These guys that they got and they have, have definitely put in the work to improve. Other guys who've been like struggling have totally just come out this season. So I think that this team is just the best obviously the best team in baseball because they were but I think that they're going to continue to show it I ultimately think that they're going to win it all but those are just my predictions who's to say that they're really going to happen who knows the Yankees and Dodgers World Series though would be ex like just extraordinary but anyways that's really it for my bracket thank you guys so much for listening to this episode um I am super excited All right, I'll see you guys next week for a recap of what happened during the wild card. Let's see if I got anything right, what I missed, what happened, what shocked. It's all going to be going down next week. Thank you guys so much again for listening. I hope you guys all have a great day.